Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Worcester Culture Watch, a podcast connecting you with the local culture scene in Worcester. Arts, entertainment, music, and more. Worcester Culture Watch, from the Worcester Telegram and Gazette. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Worcester Culture Watch podcast. Um, I'm Victor Infante, entertainment editor for the Worcester Telegram and Gazette. I'm here today with Richard Duckett, entertainment reporter. Hi, Richard. Hi, Victor. And we're just going to talk a little bit about some of the fun things that are happening in the near future around town. We've got some anniversaries, we've got some festivals, we've got all kinds of exciting stuff. So why don't you start us off? Yes, well, on September 28th, it's going to be the 10th anniversary gala performance um, for the Hanover Theatre. And uh, Tony Bennett is going to be performing for the third time there. And um, he, he evidently feels quite at home there. So it was 10 years ago, well, well over 10 years now, actually, that Bernadette Peters... Um, gave the first performance. The first number was Let Me Entertain You. Um, there's been quite a bit of entertainment since. And you can read my story in Worcester Living. All you need to know about the uh, 10 years of the uh, Hanover Theatre. It's my understanding that new issues of Worcester Living will be out on beginning Sunday, as I recall. <laughs> yeah, very soon. Very, very soon. soon. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's funny because, you know, it's like you think back of the Hanover Theatre and you see... Tony Bennett and Bernadette Peters, this amazing Broadway series. You get some, and a strange mix of rock and roll in there. There's been everybody from Bob Dylan to Morrissey in right, there, John yeah. Legend. Mm, yeah, um, it's, it's had a pretty impressive lineup actually for mid, you know for a very nice mid-sized theater in a mid-sized city. Yeah, yeah, it's going to face some challenges though. I think with um, the MGM in Springfield, uh, I, I noticed that uh, Cher is performing in Boston and in Springfield, but um, bypassing Worcester in the mm. next year. So, so that'll be a challenge, but I'm looking at their Broadway lineup. Uh, it's a very, very good uh, lineup, I'm beginning with The Wizard of Oz on November 17th. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. There's some exciting things coming there. Of course, I'm still crossing my fingers for Hamilton eventually because I can't afford Boston tickets. <laughs> I just needed. I needed to come close to home. I'm I'm one of those Worcesterites. Well, usually, um, if a show's in Boston, it, it it does tend to come to Worcester a year later. Yeah. So it might not be too far away. So we've got about a year's wait because Hamilton's yeah. just shown up here yeah. and it's already selling out over there. Uh, yeah, it's funny. And this is again, once again, I'm throwing something in we didn't talk about beforehand. Um, I've been looking at the new stadium the Polar, Polar Stadium, and trying to think, I know there's a sort of abstract plan to have music there. The Pawtucket Stadium, um, the band Paris just played there, and that's sort of, you know, with a few other mid-sized indie rock bands. So I'm wondering if, I, I'm not sure yet how that's going to fit into the dynamic of music venues here, and I think it's going to be worth doing some looking to see 
what bands play in in venues that size. It's something to look forward to. Definitely. So it's just something that's been um, that's suddenly been on my mind, sort of poking at me. Um, but yeah, no, the Hanover Theater's coming up. We've also got some great doings going on at Mechanics Hall, as I understand. Well, yeah, Tuesday is going to be uh, a, a watershed day uh, at Mechanics Hall. It's going to be the final day on the job for the uh, executive director, Bob Kennedy, who's retiring uh, after 12 years. Um Mechanics Hall will have its annual, um, what they call, Celebration of Excellence that day. Um, Also, Mechanics Hall is actually owned and operated by the Worcester County Mechanics Association. And they, uh, apparently, it's going to be their 175th annual meeting uh, on Tuesday, uh, September um, 25th, that is. Um, although, Although they were founded in 1842, of course, Mechanics Hall... Well, not of course, but Mechanics Hall was built in 1857. Um, now, I'm from Southern California originally, and I've not yet gotten over the shock, even though I've been here for 15 years, of anything that was built before 1950. <laughs> Just, still. Well, I, I believe um, that building at 321 Main Street is the only one of building that's still that's still there, you know, of all the buildings that were originally there on Main Street. Mm. So that's quite an an accomplishment. And then the Elm Elm Hardware, or the um, Elwood Adams Hardware Store probably would be the other one. Well, yeah, I don't don't think that goes back to 1857. uh, But it it goes back a while away. But but, but, um, I was talking about that block. Oh, of course. Yeah, 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 on on the other side of Main Street. But uh, yeah, so Bob Kennedy is a very nice person. Um, um, I think um, he opened up the hall more for um, non-profit groups, such as the Worcester Youth Symphony Orchestras. Mm. Um, I have a story about him, um, which you can read in Sunday's um, Act section. In our Act section? He, he actually was a mechanic by background, Um and coming to Mechanics Call, he said it wasn't broken, so I wasn't going to fix it. Um, <laughs> but he's, there was a steady rise of um, events there during his tenure, um, about a 20% rise of events, and that includes, um, besides concerts, it's also a big place for weddings and birthdays. Um, it has a couple of halls. It has the Great Hall and the smaller Washburn Hall, and there are there are some side some side salons and things like that there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a beautiful building, both on the inside and the out. And um, Kathy Gagney, who's been at Mechanics Hall 24 years, will be taking over as executive director on Wednesday, the 26th. So sounds like it um, will be a smooth transition. And I think it's kind of funny because I think most of our readers might not really have a firm of idea of how important a good executive director is or how continuity of knowledge in that sort of situation would be. So it's, you know, it's impressive that there are people that have been with the institution for this long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, um, Kathy Gagne is only going to be the fourth executive director, I think, of Mechanics Hall. Um, Julie Chase Fuller... um, and then uh, Norma Sanderson uh, was there for 17 years before she handed the reins over to uh, Bob Kennedy. Wow. Mechanics Hall 
was um, the target of a big fundraising campaign and restoration and renovation mm. and sort of sort of reopened basically in uh, 1976 um as a performance venue, um, prior to that, it had fallen into um, not great days, and apparently was home to uh, skating and wrestling. Although I do know some people who liked going to the skating and wrestling. So uh, I, I, I was just informed, and I think I'd heard this before, but I was just informed of the underground bowling alley beneath the Palladium, and I need to see this <laughs> at some point. Right? Yeah, I know. I, being an aficionado of that sort of thing. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, I think I, I, that's an impressive run there, and that is an impressive run for the venue and for the executive director. And I, I think there is some they have, they do some amazing events there, so I'm always very very impressed. Yeah, and music Worcester season is about to open with Branford Marsalis so. and and the hologram, which I am still frightened of. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's going to be at the Hanover <laughs> Theatre. Oh, okay, that's, that's the Hanover. Uh, that's the Maria Callas uh, hologram <clears throat> performance with a live orchestra. Yeah, no, that's, I don't, I, Maria Callas or Prince, I, I, all of it. I, I, Tupac, I, I, they make me nervous. I, there's just something, there's something spooky about them, and I, just, they make me highly uncomfortable. I'm sorry, Music Whister. I love you, but evidently I have a line. Okay. Um, I think we want to talk really briefly here about one of the other big events here. It's the second annual Woot Nanny Comedy Festival. I had actually meant to bring this up last week, but I went off on a tangent, as I do. Um, The the, um, series has pretty much already started. They've had a couple of shows, but there are performances happening one or two nights a week all the way up until the 27th. So, or one or two nights, or one or two shows a day, all the way up to the twenty seventh here, including. And I don't want to get into the weeds with it because each of them is a long list of names of almost every comedian in Southern in um, Worcester County and beyond. But um, there's some great shows, including Boston Comedy Chicks, and um, the regular comedy open mic hosted by Nikki Luparelli, who is always hilarious. The addicted to comedy or addicted to laughter show, which and weeding out the stone, both shows which have come to Worcester before, and of course it's all going to end with a live at the Worcester pop up combination with like twenty comedians reading. It's put together by um, Brian O'Donnell and Sean Connolly, who are two well known local stand ups, and I have a story about it in this week's Go section. So. That's going to be worth checking out, even if you're just hitting one or two of the events, or it's forty dollars for a whole week pass, which is not bad. There's a lot of comedy um, going on, or about to go on in Worcester. Um, there's a new comedy club, of course, Worcester mm-hmm. Woo Ha Ha, uh, or the Woo Ha Ha, whatever. <laughs> um, that's going to be opening next month. Um, there's uh, a couple of other venues that regularly put on a comedy. Um, Somebody once, a comedian in back in Liverpool, England, said that uh, living, asked why there were so many comedians in Liverpool. He said, you have to have a sense of humor to live there. And maybe, <laughs> maybe the same thing's true here. Oh, I think there's something to be said for that, actually. But um, yeah, no, um, I, talking to Sean and Brian about the um, comedy festival, they were pointing to shows, even some I didn't know about, because I knew the Monday night show at Nick's, and I knew the Wednesday night show at um, Bull Mansion. And there's a few others, but I guess there's a regular show at Vincent's, but I don't. We never get listings for Vincent's. Vincent's is kind of one of those places where you got to know what's happening. 
Uh, of course, there's shows at Ralph's on a regular basis and Coney Island Hot Dogs. And um, somebody was just telling me about a show they went to at um, the Nona's Pizza at the Ice Rink, which that was the first instance I'd actually heard of any show being done there. But I do think the um, woo-ha-ha, which is, of course, from the people that create Laugh Boston and some other comedy clubs, um, I think that's going to be a game changer for the area. I think that's going to that's really going to have an effect on the local scene, and hopefully it'll help raise some local comedians up into more in the public eye, which you know because there are some extremely talented people around. Yeah, there'll be a different comedian in each week, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, is my understanding. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, kicking off with Worcester's Orlando Baxter, and also. Um, um, Mark Smith's son, um, whose who's first name um, I'm afraid to say. Sorry, Susan Smith, uh, I forget, but uh, he's going to be performing that that opening as well. Yeah. Excellent. So that's good. that's going to be a fun Dan, thing. Dan Smith. Dan Smith. Dan Smith. That's right. I even knew, I even knew that. It's, I, if I had looked a little bit further, I would have found it. Oh, goodness gracious here. Yeah, no, this is one of those weekends coming up in Worcester where there's really not much of an excuse to stay home. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot happening here. Um, uh, for fear of plugging an event I'm hosting, um, I've got a band. I'm I'm hosting the Midnight Mystery Cabaret at Nick's on Saturday. And if you hate me and don't want to go there, one, why are you listening to this podcast? That makes no sense. Two, um, you can go to Ralph's and see Mark Hostler from the band Negative Land, which is really exciting. <laughs> Um, the, the one of my one of my heroes, one of my favorite experimental music outfits. So you know, I'm one. I'm sorry, I'm going to be missing that if I wasn't at my own show. But um, I think Walter Sickert and the Army of Broken Toys is also worth seeing. So and they don't go on until about midnight. So you know, you can possibly do both. You could do both. Yeah. Yeah. So is there anything else we should talk about? Well, um, there's a lot coming up in October. Um, if you think this coming weekend's going to be busy, um, there'll be plenty to bring you out and about in October, ranging from orchestras to um, the four tops. And I, I know I've got four reviews scheduled, because I usually do one or two music concert reviews a month. I have four in October, so that's a sign that October is going to be kind of happening. Um, one of them, of course, is a dance review, actually, which is um, the cast of So You Think You Can Dance. It's going to be at the Hanover again, and... That's actually, I saw the the last time they came here, and that was like really fun. Yeah, yeah, that's one of one of several bigger things uh, going on at the Hanover, including Diana Krall, um, yep. who's following not not long after Tony Bennett. Yep, and in between them, Pink Martini. It's kind of a jazzy kind of trajectory going on there at the Hanover right now. Yeah, that's right. Sort of fits the se- sort of fits the season. So we're looking forward to a busy, exciting fall. All right. If that's everything, we have. This has been another edition of the Worcester Culture Watch podcast. As always, our music was composed by DJ Manipulator. Thank you very much, DJ, for letting us use this for free. We will not forget your name. <laughs> and thank you. We'll be back next week.
just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.